All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I'm super pumped. We have Rob Renz with us. He is a Marine veteran who in 2008 deployed to Iraq. He was part of the Personnel Retrieval and Processing Detachment. So basically, that means he would recover the remains of soldiers, sailors, airmen, coasties, and Marines that were killed in action. He'd inventory their effects and then transport them home for military burials. When he came home, he began to perform those funeral services for those same members that were killed overseas. From those experiences, he realized that it's impossible to completely eliminate risk from our lives. The most anyone can do is to manage it as much as possible. So now he makes that his mission to protect as many people in his community from ever going through life unprepared for what to do next when it'll never happen actually happens. So Rob, take it away. Tell us your story. So yeah, man, my, my story, I was the son of a Marine Corps colonel. He's a C-130 pilot. And so I grew up in a military household. I had one decision. Actually, I had two, I had two choices getting out of high school. I could join the Marines or I could pay my way through college. And I was an awful student, so I didn't really, there was no benefit to me going to school and paying for myself. So I did the smart thing, I joined the Marines and I'm, but you know, it was unique. I didn't set out to be a mortuary affairs specialist. Uh, you know, in 2003, when we went into Iraq, the, the prior history of personnel retrieval and processing, mortuary affairs has kind of been a duty that was relegated to the army. And there was never really a specific unit in the Marines for that. And so they activated the unit I was with. We all got a new MOS uh, to be a mortuary affairs specialist. And, you know, we were specialized in a way that there was just a different bond about what it was that we did. I would say probably after I got made a mortuary affairs specialist is when I really started to give a shit about doing things the right way. Um, honor, tradition, all that stuff, but not cutting corners because, you know, the simple, the simple action of putting a flag over a transfer case to send a brother or sister home like we took that serious and we wanted to make sure every line was folded perfectly and the stars and stripes were aligned in a certain way. And, you know, and so that really stuck with me. And so when I got out of the Marines, I went to business school. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And I stumbled into sales and I really enjoyed the insurance space because when I got out of the military, I said, there was two things. And it's some advice for anybody who's transitioning. Know what your why is. Don't, don't think about what you're going to do. Ask yourself the question, who am I and why, why am I going to do this? Because after you get out of the military, you, you're going to lose a lot of that sense of purpose, that, that binding bond that we all have. You're going to get to a corporation where there's no clear chain of command. What you do doesn't always connect to the mission and vision of the company. And that leads to frustration. So when I got out, I knew I wanted to do two things. I wanted to continue a legacy of serving other people that I had started. And so for me, that just means helping somebody achieve something. And at the end of the day, if, my, if I did that and my head hits the pillow, fantastic. I did, I did something meaningful that day. And then the second thing was I wanted to control my, my compensation. I didn't want to be told I was worth 50 grand to a company or whatever that was. Very cool. So I think you started touching on one of the topics that really actually drove me to you in the first place was kind of the transition space. Let's talk about that a little bit. What was transition like for you? Yeah, I would say uh, transition for me was lucky. And and I say it was lucky because, you know, I, I really was sleepwalking through taps. I was getting my hours. I was I was elsewhere. I wasn't really focused on networking with people. For me, 
I felt like I, I just, it, maybe the mood in the military at the time, you know, it, it was 2011. So we'd been at war for almost 10 years now at that point. And so I was exhausted, frankly, um, and I was ready to get out. I didn't want to reenlist. So I'd sort of drop my pack as the saying goes. And it was like, okay, now I'm going to go to school. After I go to school, then I'll get a job. I didn't take networking seriously. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I would say I just kind of stumbled into things. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about it now, because I don't want people to have to go through what I did. And my eyes have been opened to the opportunity and what taking your owning your transition could really look like for you on the back end. Yeah. And so I've been I've been on a big kick now lately, too. Um, I thought this was amazing, Roman. 67% of newly transitioned veterans will express dissatisfaction in their employment and leave their job within two years of their transition day. And another statistic that I think is very telling is that 4.5% of post 9-11 veterans choose entrepreneurship as their post-military route. And so I look at the 67% number as the problem, as a problem, because we deal with, veterans deal with challenging issues after they transition, and we know what they are, anxiety, depression, frustration, alcoholism, drug addiction, suicide, all that stuff, all that bad stuff that happened. Here's how I dealt with it. I don't want to cast aspersions or make assumptions. I thought, get out of the military, go to school, get a great corporate job, climb the corporate ladder. And I did that. And my lifestyle was trash. I drank way too much. I was kind of an angry, sort of bitter person. Um, and it's not who I wanted to be. And, and I think a lot of people in that 67% feel that exact same way. That might lead to, I can't prove this, I can't quantify it with, with any data, but if you're dissatisfied with your job, how does that spill out into the rest of your life? Could it be tied to the 22 veterans that commit suicide a day. Very, very possible that it is because my mission now is to sell entrepreneurship as a route for transitioning veterans to take because that I think that four and a half percent number is dreadfully low given the skills and competencies that veterans get out of the service with. No, I would, I would a thousand percent agree with that because I mean, obviously my transition story was a little bit different, but same kind of cliff notes, right? Like I ended up um, drinking a lot, having, I had knee injuries. So I was like taking a lot of pills and I was in this very like prescription gross way of living. And it was very bad for me. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really have a purpose. Like there was nothing. I mean, I went from doing amazing interrogation things all over the world with some of the top tier operators to, to like what wishing that I was back out there. Right. Like I had to realize that that chapter was over and it was time to find another chapter. It's funny. I was having, I was having, uh, I put a post up on LinkedIn, was kind of having a back and forth with a dude who was leaving some comments and, and, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it. Yeah. You know, we do all this really cool killer stuff when we're in the military, regardless of your MOS, you're going to do something cool. And then you go to like accounting, you know, <laughs> or, <laughs> or whatever that next that next job is and it's a it's a huge letdown well you didn't ask yourself why you want to be a coder you know and and that's why i i tell anybody that i talk to spend some time finding out who you are and why you want to do it because when stuff starts to get really hard i'll remind myself that 
you did this because you wanted to help other people and you didn't want anybody telling you what your value was. And that gives me the motivation I need to keep going. But if you, if you can't, if you don't have that, a lot of the people that talk about it, we all kind of have a very similar outlook on it. We all share a common thread in that it's not as cool as what we did. (laughs) And so we're going to deal with some issues there. So how do we better prepare ourselves coming out that fewer people actually have to deal with what those who came before did. Having people on from different backgrounds to kind of tell that, right? Because everyone will mm-hmm. say, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say you were an interrogator and you got to work with special operations and you got to do this and you got to do that. The more people over different professions who can say, you don't just have to be, you know, this amazing airborne SF guy, or you don't have to be like th- this or that, like you can be mortuary affairs, you can be you know, paralegal, you can be whatever and still have an amazing story and still have trouble understanding that this was a cool chapter. How do I move to the next one? Right? Like it doesn't matter what your job was. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when, when you, you take your rank off, uh, civilian life is a great equalizer for all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. Now we're, no matter what we did, those are lived experiences and those are real and we'll carry those forward. But now we're stepping into a new world society doesn't really treat us as special as I think we sometimes think we are because we might've done really cool shit or not that cool of shit when we were <laughs> in the military, you know? So it, it, at the end of the day, once you're done, you're done and you got to find a way to move forward with that, find a way to kind of maybe put that aside and, and have the mindset of, okay, I'm starting over. I'm back on the yellow footprints again. How do I, how do I, tackle this next chapter of my life and 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 have some quality in it all right that's a wrap for this week be sure to follow us so that you are here for next week's episode where rob is going to tell us how to be prepared for when what you don't expect to happen actually does and be sure to follow him on linkedin so you never miss any of his great content thanks for listening and keep it real